0: Praise the Lord! Hallelujah! Father, we thank you again for the privilege of your Word, for there is power in your Word, there is life in your Word, there is healing in your Word, and there is deliverance in your Word. Father, we thank you this morning, as we begin to study your Word, Lord, we ask that you grant us understanding. Grant us wisdom into the truth of your word. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Lord, let everyone that will hear your word, both those who are in church right now and those who are not here, that whatever place this message is preached, the Spirit of God will be mighty, strong to use this world to quicken people's hearts. And the light of God shines in their hearts. And they will know what to do with their lives. That will bring glory to you. Thank you, Father, for this message. I give you all the praise again. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Today is the third Sunday, the month of November 2021. And we are still studying. We are in the season of our 60 days of rediscovery and restoration. And uh, we are continuing our series on the areas of your life which you need to work on, discover, and fulfill God's purpose for your life. Last Sunday we said you were created to do what? Fulfill and manifest. Praise God. We said you are created to fulfill and to manifest, not to accomplish or achieve. Praise God. Now we said that life is a process life is a process what is life what is life a process it is a process because it has a beginning and it has what an ending so life is a process life is also a journey life is a process life is also a journey so between the beginning and the end of your life many things happen praise god between the beginning and the end of your life, many things happen. You're not writing. Where's the writing material? Praise God. Between the beginning and the end of your life, there's what the process. Many things happen in your life which will not be under your control. Many things happen that will not be within your capacity to control some are not within your capacity others are within your capacity in other words in the process of your life certain things will happen to you to which you are not which you are not which are not of your making let's let's put it up certain things will happen to you which are not your making you did not cause it they just happened praise god Certain things will happen to you, which you did not, you are not the cause of it, but it happened to you anyway. It's not your fault, but it actually happened. And whether it is your fault or not your fault, it will affect you. There are other things that will happen to you in life, which are, which happen because you are the cause of it. Some things will happen, you are the cause. Something will happen, you are not the cause. But whether you are the cause, or you are not the cause, they will do what? Affect you. I want you to follow me this morning, because I said your life is a process. And because your life is a process, there's a beginning and there's an end. Between that beginning and end, many things will happen. Some of the things that will happen, you might be the cause of them. Some, you may not be the cause. But whether you're the cause or you're not the cause, the thing is that the thing will affect you. All of them will combine to shape your life. All of them, both the one that you cause and the one that no cause, all of them will combine to shape your life and affect the outcome or the point or the end point of your life. The one you cost caused, caused by you, by you, caused by someone else or circumstance. Two of them will combine to affect your life. To affect the outcome of your life. This is the way this life works. So it's important you know it. Now what it means is that in the process of your life there are made what you caused, what was caused by someone else, two of them will combine to affect your life. Very simple. It's not true. Very simple. So what it means therefore is that in the, in, the life, in the process of your life, there are things that can change. These things. There are things you can change and there are things you cannot change. Praise God. In the process of your life, there are things you can change and there are things you cannot change. Things you cannot change, what do you do with it? You will develop the capacity to handle life in such a way that you are in charge of your life and not life being in charge of you. Life can be in charge of you, not you being in charge of life. How does life be in charge of you? When you allow whatever thing that happens to decide, what, to decide how you live. That means, whatever, you now, if you are going to, to you are going somewhere because of an accident, you do not go where you're going. And yes, you didn't know where you wanted to go. you come out from the road, Blocking, you can come down and trek because you know where you're going. If you now started going, and then there's an accident, and then the road was blocked, so you come back, you know good where you're going. That means you didn't where you're going is not important to you. What do you do? You come down. with means trekking a little more distance, one kilometer, two kilometer, to pass the goal of or the scene of the accident. You stop and the most important thing that you know where you are going. So, those things that happen that you not cause, you don't allow them to stop you from going where you're supposed to go. They can delay you a little. Yes. They can delay you, but they must not what? Stop you. Are we together now? Those things can delay the time it will take you to get to where you're going, but you must not let them to completely stop you from going where you're supposed to go. Now, the truth of the matter is that God is the author of your life. Who is the author of your life? God God is the author of your life. That means he is the creator. Am I right? God is the creator. Now, he created you as a raw, he created you raw and gave you capacity. God created you what? God created you raw. The same thing, everybody that is in this world, God created them raw, but did not leave them stranded. Did not leave them not able to survive in this world. Everyone you see in this world has something in them that will enable them to survive. I want to pay attention because this is very important. Some people are always complaining, I don't have this, I don't have that. If I had this, I would be this. Everyone God has created in this world has something, has capacity. Everybody say capacity. God created you raw and gave you the capacity to recreate your life. He created you raw. He created you created you raw but gave you I'm writing it for you. gave you, what? Capacity to recreate your life. God did the first creation by creating you. But he gave you, what? Capacity to recreate your life. Say, God gave me capacity. Okay. Say it again. God gave me capacity to recreate my life. God does not live life for you. God does not live life for you. You live the life he has given to you. He has given you what? Life. To live. He is not going to live the life for you. Praise God. So, You have the life that he gave to you. He has given you the life he has given to you, he has given you the capacity to live it in such a way that it will align with his will or his purpose for creating you. Remember, last week we talked about purpose, have we? Last we talked about purpose. Say, God has given you what? Purpose. Has given you what? Life. Life and also the capacity to live that life, to fulfill his purpose. Are we together? Everything has purpose. This exercise book has purpose. What's the purpose of this exercise book? To write, I use it for writing. So that's the purpose of this exercise book, is to give me a platform where I can do what? Write. Okay? So everything has what, a purpose? So God gave you a life, okay? And gave you what? Capacity. If this exercise book, if I put my pen on it and it does not take ink, what will happen? Oh, praise God. If I have this notebook and I try to write on it and it cannot write, is the purpose of this exercise book still fulfilled? No. No. Now, that is why when they were designed this notebook, book, they made it possible so that when you're writing on it, it can take what? Ink. That means this notebook has the capacity to absorb ink. In the same way, God has created you for a purpose. And he has also given you a capacity to fulfill that purpose. So I want you to follow me. Now, last week we talked about three Ps of your life. What are those three P's? Three P's of your life? What are those three P's? Yes? Purpose, purpose, yes? Potentials, yes? Possibilities. Possibilities. The three P's of your life that we talked about last week. Potential, uh, purpose, potentials, and what? Possibilities. We discussed about purpose last week. And we discover that your purpose in life is simple. And what is it? To, What's the purpose of your life? To acquire and to. No, to, to serve God. Your no. purpose in life is not to serve God, to no. help people. To help people. When we say serving, have you seen God before? So where are you going to see somebody you don't see? You don't see you say you're serving Him. So you must understand, you do you're serving God, but you can't serve God that you don't see. I want you to pay attention. Those are serving God. You don't serve God really. The only way to know that you're serving God is by serving people, helping people is service unto God. Because you don't see God. God doesn't need air, God doesn't need air, God doesn't need water, He doesn't need ter- transportation. Okay? He doesn't need telecommunications. He doesn't need any so how are you gonna serve? Are you serving him food or serving him water? What are you serving? So, when you say you're serving God, what you really mean is that you're serving people. Until you serve people faithfully, you cannot say you're serving God. God really doesn't need anything from us. Praise God. So, the only thing he needs from us is praise the Lord, single, single. what he needs from us is actually praise hallelujah so we discussed that the purpose of your life is simple and it is to help people or to do good works and we got that from Ephesians chapter number what chapter what ten. chapter 2 mm-hmm. verse two ten. 10 Ephesians chapter 2 plus verse ten. 10 what does it say what does it say? Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10. I want to read for us again from the New living, um, from the, the living Bible. It says, it is God himself who has made us, pay attention, it is God himself who has made us what we are and given to us new lights from Christ Jesus. And long ages ago, he planned that we should spend these lives in helping people. We should spend these lives in helping people. Where's your Bible? You're now using phone for your Bible. Give use the central that we use. Hmm? We have King James here. Don't we? You want to have the habit of now picking your phone to read Bible. Okay? When you have a Bible in your hand. Praise God. So we said that the purpose of your life is what? Very simple. And And that, what is that purpose? To do what? Help people or help others. Or to do good works. The reason why you are alive is to do good works. Or to help people. So let this thing sink into your heart. Let it sink into your mind. Let us get into your head. Don't forget it. If you forget anything in your life, hello? Hello? If you forget anything, don't forget that the purpose of your life is to help people. The purpose of your life is to do what? Help people. Don't forget it. So now, we said that your life is a process. Did you say that? At the beginning, we said that your life is a process. So there are things that make the process go smoothly. There are things that make that process to go on smoothly. So when God created you, he had a purpose for your life. And that purpose is to do good works while you live on earth. He also did something more. Not just about having purpose for you. He did something more. What more did he do? He gave you certain things. To make it possible. He gave you certain things. To help you to fulfill that purpose. I hope you're following how God works. God is not confused. The problem that many people are confused. They blame it on God. God is a creator. And he creates with a purpose. He created you with a purpose. That purpose is to do good. And now he gave you certain things. That will make it possible for you to do good. Are we together? But he did not say go and do good anyhow. No, he gave you certain things to make it possible for you to do good or to fulfill his purpose. So now this is what we call we call this thing purpose enabler. Call it what? Purpose enabler. Purpose enabler. Praise God. That is the thing that enables you to fulfill purpose. What do you call it? purpose enabler. What is this purpose enabler? This is what people call potential. This is what people call what? Potentials. Praise God. Hello there. Are you there? Are you with me? Praise God. Purpose what? Enablers. Things that enable you. Praise the Lord. Now, but the thing is, the word potential, now pay attention, the world potential is not found in the Bible. You can see the word purpose in the Bible. You can see the world possibilities in the Bible. But you cannot see the world potential in the Bible. So, if it is not in the Bible, so how do we now, how can we the word does not exist in the Bible, so how can we say that potential is of God, since it is not found in the Bible? Remember, we talked about three Ps: purpose, potential, potential and what? Possibilities. Bible says, "With all with, with God, all things are possible, and to him that believeth, all things are possible." Good. It's a God is a God of purpose. The purpose of God for your life is so that you can do what? Do good. Now, potential. Which is in purpose, potential, possibilities. possibilities. The word potential is not in the Bible. So what is it? So how do we, how do we deal with it? Now, this is a good question if you ask. But this, this potential is not in the Bible. So how are we going to believe in it? Now, the wisdom of God is massive. Praise God. The wisdom of God is what? Massive. The wisdom of God, the wisdom of God is massive. So what we call potential is what God refers to as watch it. What we call potential is what God refers as what talent hmm? what God calls talent, gifts and um, abilities. all these three things. This is equal to what? word What? Talent, gifts, and abilities—they are equal to what? Potential. See that? So this is what people call potential: your talent, your gifts, and your abilities. There's nobody in this world that does not have a talent. There's no one who does not have a gift, and there's no one who has no abilities. When people say people with disabilities, there's nobody that had well, certain disabilities, everyone has what? Ability. The fact that I have my one leg is broken doesn't mean that I'm a disabled person. You can say my leg is broken. Yes, that's 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 fine. But everyone living in this world. Praise God. Whether the person can crawl, he has what? Abilities. Has talent, he has gifts, and he has what? Abilities. So he has potential. Praise God. Remember, you have a purpose, and you have what? Potential. So you are created as a human being. You are created first as what? A human being for a purpose. All of you follow me because it's important human you are created as a human being as a human human what being with what okay for a purpose and what next but you are to live your life as a human doing you are to live You are to live as a human doing. (laughs) Human what? Human doing. You are to live as a human doing. I'm going somewhere. You are created as a being, but you're to live as a doing. Will explain all of that connected to what we are talking about this morning. Because once you make these connections. You'll be thinking that, oh, something is wrong. Something is not wrong. Praise God. Being and doing are two important aspects of your life. Being and doing. Being and doing are what? Two important aspects of your life. Two important aspects of your life important aspects you are a human being who is supposed to live as a human doing the question is what are you going to do what are the things you're supposed to do so being come from doing hello are you there you're not writing anything you are created as a human being being and doing are two important aspects of your life and Your doing, what you're going to do, must come from your being. What you do must come from your being. Until you understand your being, your doing might be useless. Your doing must come from your being. Your doing must come from your doing. Your doing must come from your your being anytime you do something that does not come from your being you suffer for it your being must come from your your doing must come from your being your doing uh, your doing must come from your being now i'm establishing this thing for us to make it simple to understand how to live your life in a very simple way you do things from your being when you do things outside of your being you suffer for it god is so gracious and magnanimous that he will not create anyone without giving them what they require to do good works in this world Since the purpose of God for us that has kept us in this world is to do good works, it will be evil for God to create us now and not give us the the capacity to do good. Praise God. So, God is gracious. Now, pay attention, pay attention, pay attention. Now, he gave everyone a certain measure of talent gifts and abilities there's nobody who does not have what they require to live a full life there's no one who does not have what requires to live a full life in this world in this world nobody everyone has what it takes to live a full life pay attention here Everyone has what it takes to live a full life. Now, God has given each of you a gift, talent, and abilities. Now, it is not left, it is left to you to put them to use. It left you to do what? Put them to use. It has given you gifts. It has given you talents giving you abilities, it is not left for you to put them to you. So let's take a few scriptures concerning gifts, talents, and all of that. Let's take a look at um, gifts first, the subject of gifts. Let's take a look at the subject. I said that God has given you gifts, talents, and what? Abilities. Let's take a look at, um, Work that person up. Let's take a look at um, the subject of gifts. The subject of gifts. Now, Luke chapter 11, verse 13. Open your quickly. Luke chapter 11, verse 13. You have transferred the spirit of sleep to this girl. Praise God. Luke chapter 11, verse 13. Hallelujah, Jesus. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Luke chapter eleven verse thirteen. Let's read it. It says, "If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to him to them that ask of Him." The most important gift is the gift of the Holy Spirit. This gift comes by asking. Praise God. You ask for the gift of the Holy Spirit and God will give you. So if human beings, being wicked and bad, know how to give good gifts to their children, Christmas is coming. People will buy clothes for their children, some will buy shoes. Nobody will go to the market and buy scorpions for the children. Will anybody do that? Nobody do that. No parent will do that. Will do that. We'll go and buy a lizard for their children or buy a snake for their children. You don't do that. You buy good things. If as bad as we parents are in this world, know how to give good gifts to our children, how much more do you think that God will give us good gift when we ask of Him? So the first most important thing that God gives us is what? The gift of God, the Holy Spirit. Let's take a look at Romans chapter 6 verse 23. Romans 6 23. Quickly go to Romans 6 23. And let's see the gift of God there. Romans 6 23. Romans chapter 6 verse 23. Look at what it says. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So, the gift of God is eternal life, Romans chapter 6 verse 23. The gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our our Lord. So, God gives us eternal life through Jesus. eternal life is a gift. It's not something you work for. It's not something you labor for. You don't labor to have eternal life. It's a gift of God through Jesus Christ. Praise God. You don't work so hard to labor so hard. So he can have eternal life. No, is a gift of God. Let's take a look again at Romans chapter eleven, verse twenty-nine. Romans eleven twenty-nine. What does it say? Romans eleven twenty-nine. For the gifts and calling of God are unchangeable. For the gift and the calling of God are without repentance or unchangeable. God gives gifts. He doesn't regret it, so to speak. He doesn't, I mean, change his mind. <laughs> God is a gifter of good gifts. Praise God. God is what? A giver of good gifts. Let's take a look again at Romans 12, verse 6. Romans 12, verse Open your Bible again to Romans chapter 6. What does it say? Having then gifts, differing according to the grace that is given to us. Whether prophecy, let us prophesy according to the portion of it. Now, what is it say Yes. Gifts also differ according to grace. Gifts differ according to grace. You may have the gift of singing, for instance, but the way you sing is going to be different from the way this person sings. But each of you have gift of word singing. So it is grace that differentiates gifts. And the Bible also says that every one of us has a measure of grace given unto them. So I wanted to see how God works. So everyone has we have gifts that even if two of you have the same gift, just like play, football players, they have talent of what playing. But you discover that everyone does not play the same way. They play according this, some are uh, centre fielders, some are back people, some are um, what do you call it, defenders, defenders some are goalkeepers, so strikers. strikers. But they are all players. Are you guessing now? They are all what so gifts differ according to what grace. Somebody is a leftist. He plays with you. when he strikes football with his left, everyone thinks someone right. So this is the way you they are all footballers. So so what do you do with gifts? What do you do with gifts? First Timothy chapter 4 verse 14. What do you do with gifts? There's something you do with gifts, and there's something you don't do with gifts. First Timothy chapter 4 verse 14. First Timothy chapter 4 verse 14. Think of what he says. He says, Neglect not the gift that is in you. Do not do what? Neglect no. That means do not neglect the gift of God that is in you. God has given you a gift. Do not neglect it. When the word says do not, it means if you do, you disobey. You, you commit sin. Many people are sinners. Not because they stole anything from 1 Timothy chapter 4 verse 14. There are many sinners in church. They are not sinning because they stole anything from anybody. They are not sinning because they carry another person's wife or husband. They are not sinning because they they are, they sin because they neglect the gift of God upon their lives. If you neglect the gift of God upon your life, you are committing sin. Because anytime the Bible says, don't do something, if you do it, you are sinning. When it says do something and you don't do it, you are committing what? sin. Because sin simply means missing the mark. God has set a mark for you. If you don't want to strike on that, that mark, you are committing sin. So you need to know. So God says, do not neglect the gift of God upon your life. So when you discover the gift of God upon your life and you neglect it, you are committing sin. Are you getting it now? So when you're committing it's not just because you're lying or you're cheating people, or because you are you are stealing. That's not what's uh, lie. the only thing about sin. If you neglect the gift of God upon your life, you are committing sin. Praise God. Let's also see what to do with sin, um, what to do with guilt. Second Timothy chapter 2. Second, just move a little, one page more, get into Second Timothy chapter 2. Uh, no, Second Timothy chapter 1 verse 6. I'll read it for you. Second Timothy chapter one verse six. Oh, yes, yeah, stand up. Yes, yeah, stand up. Bear your feet. Good. Praise God. First Timothy chapter one verse six. Say, wherefore I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God, which is in thee. By the putting on of my hands. What do you do with gift? Steer it up. What do you do with gift? Steer it up. How do you steer it up? Put it to use. How do you steer up the gift of God upon your life? Put it to use. The more you use it, the more it blows up. Just like the more you, you train your legs, the more your legs are stronger. The gift of God is a seed. In your life, you have a responsibility to nurture it, to plant it, and begin to grow it. If you don't nurture that seed, so now look at maybe your configuration whether it is God, like that is gift that you have, whether you can say, hello, can you sing? Can you jump? Can you run? Can you dance? Whatever thing it is, let's take a look at whether it is. Gift. Open your Bible again to James chapter 1 verse 17. James chapter 1 verse 17. Go front in your scripture. James is after Hebrews. After Hebrews, you get James. James chapter 1 verse 17. It says, Praise the Lord, somebody. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. James chapter 1 verse 17. It says, What does it say? Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of light with whom there is no variableness neither shadow of time. The living Bible says but whatever is good and perfect comes from comes to us from God the creator of all light. And he shines forever without shadow or without change or shadow. Praise God. He said, every good gift and every perfect gift comes from where? Abode. It comes from God. So that gift that you have, the gift of smiling, is from God. Okay? Now, God wants you to use that gift of smiling to help people. They give. He gave you a nice wonderful voice. They want you to use that voice to bless people. Okay, that's all. Nothing else. So, when we began this morning, we read Matthew chapter twenty-five, verse fourteen to thirty. Did we do that? Praise God. So let's go back to it again. It's about. So let's just pick a few things from there. It's a story of talent we have looked at the gifts let's take a look at talents. gifts and talent are actually the same thing but we know the story that was told here that a certain man was traveling and before he left he gathered his servants and gave them gifts or gave them talents gave them something to go and work with so each servant was given a certain number of talents to work with Give them what? A certain number of talents to work with. The master did not tell them where to use the talent. He didn't tell them how to use it, where to use it. Eh? He didn't tell them where to use it. He only gave them talent. And he left. So they used their wisdom to know where to use those talents in order to produce results. Good results. Are we together? So God has given you ability. But you may not tell you that, okay, this... Abilities I've given to you, you must use it in the hospital. You must use this on the street. You must use it on the road. You will have to find out. That's why next week we're going to be talking about possibilities and opportunities. You're going to see how to use the talent, the gifts, the abilities God has given to you to where you can now use it and put them to use to fulfill purpose. Praise God. Now, so we are saying that the, the master does not tell them exactly where to use it. But he still expected them to do what? Produce results. And as God will have it, the other ones who use their gift effectively, they produce results. And what their master said, thou good and faithful servant. The other one that no give he uses gift, what did he call him? You wicked, slothful. Slothfulness, what it means? Lazy. There are many talented people who are lazy. Gifts, talents, and abilities are given to us by God to enable us to do good things or do good works which he had ordained for us to do. As we see in Ephesians chapter number two, verse 10. God has given us talents, gifts, and abilities to enable us to do what? To enable us to do what? do good works and these good works are what he has ordained for us to do even before we are born what is the good works help you praise God that means he has given us potential to do good works so anybody who is not doing good is because he has refused to use what God has given to him Potential is what you have, but you are not using. What is potential? Potential is what you have that you are not using. It is what you have that you have not developed. It is what you have you're not using. It is what you have you have not developed. So it is what? Potential. It has not been put to use, but it is right there. Okay? Potential is raw tool which you have that you have not cleaned up. Let's say you have a merchant in your house. It's not sharpened. So you can use it to cut something. You have a merchant, but it is not what? Well sharpened. So it cannot serve you. But you have a merchant. Are we together? Praise God. So, now it is your responsibility to develop your potential and put it to use. God is not going to do it for you, He has given it to you. That's why you are a co creator with God. You take your own responsibility. God has done his own. If you do not do your own, you cannot hold God responsible. If you are poor in this world, you cannot hold God responsible 100%. Because he has given you, even if you are born from the pits, your parents had nothing, but at least he was able to give you food until you are alive today. If you stay the way they left you, you cannot hold your parents responsible. Because Even though you came from your parents, God who created you gave you something that will make you survive whether your parents are there or not. Praise God. He gave you something that will enable you to survive whether your parents are there or not. Now, if you're not surviving because of your parents or because of your brothers, it means you have refused to see what God has given to you and develop it and put it to use praise god have it. that's why you need to go for skills acquisition people talk about what skills acquisition your training should be in line with your talent and gift. the training you receive you go for should be what in line with your talent you cannot be have the gift of singing and you go and sell any mechanic does it work together you go to voice training so that that training you have will enable you to develop the talent that you have so you can put that talent to use. Do you get it? Somebody has this, the, the, the talent to repair things, okay? He will now go for where they're doing repairing of things so that he can sharpen that talent and put it to use so he can use to serve. people, do you get what I'm saying? So the training, even the education that you receive should be to enable you to make use of your talent Put it to use in a better way. So you have to become deliberate in your life. Become deliberate. Let the education you receive and the skills training that you have attained be in the direction of developing your talent, developing your gifts, and your abilities. This is the only way to maximize your. Potential. Many people say maximize your potential. What are they talking about? Sometimes they don't even explain it. Say maximize your potential, maximize your potential. They're not able to explain it to you in such a way that you can actually put it to use. Maximizing your potential means go for training, skills acquisition in the area of your talent so that you can develop it effectively and put it to use maximum. That's what maximizing your potential simply means. Praise God. It means use your talent, your gifts and ability to help as many people as possible in your lifetime. In other words, to maximize your potential means to use your what, your talent, your gifts and your ability to help as many people as possible in your lifetime that is what it means to maximize your potential it doesn't mean about acquiring more money acquiring more houses acquiring more cars so they say ah man i'm a big man that's not you may have those things, but that is not what it means to maximize your talent or your potential praise god i we begin to close while talents gifts and abilities come from god Skills are acquired by you. Talent, gifts, and what abilities come from God. But what skills are acquired by you? How do you acquire skills? By training. Going forward, training. Training gives you skills to enable you to put your talent to use. Praise God. Does it make sense? It is skill that gives relevance to talents and gifts. It is skill that gives relevance to talents and what? Gifts. There are many talented, gifted people who are lazy, who are poor, and what are wasting away. Did you see what that man called the servant? Thou wicked and slothful servant. He had talent. But he was slothful. That means he was lazy. He didn't put his skills, didn't put his talent to work. So he was lazy. So he called him wicked. So it is wicked of you or anybody that God has given talent not to improve on that talent and use that talent to serve the kingdom. So you are a wicked person. Praise God. So, I said, there are many talented, gifted people who are lazy, They are poor, and they are wasting away. There are also many talented, gifted, and skillful people who are using their gifts, their talent, and their skills to corrupt the world and destroy other people. This is important. There are many people who are talented, they are gifted, and they are skillful. But they are using their talent and their skill to corrupt what? The world. And to destroy other people. So the talent and the skill you have, you're supposed to use it to do good, not to use it to do evil. Are you getting that? You're supp- it is God I gave you. Satan doesn't give anybody talent, it doesn't give you talent. Satan, because Satan is not creative. So it is God that gives talent, it is God that gives gifts. Now what happens is that if you are not on the side of God, you're not born again. Those talents and gifts that God gave you when he created you, Satan can take hold of it and use it to do what? To do evil. So that's what happens in this world. When you see musicians who are talented, but instead of using it to glorify God, they use it to corrupt the world. Experience. It's not Satan that gave them the gift. It's not Satan that gave them the talent. It is God. But because they are not subject to God, Satan took advantage of that and used that their gift and their talent to corrupt the world and to destroy other people. Praise God. So, what do you do? What do you want to do with your life? What, what do you now want to do with the gift of God for your life and the talent that God has given to you? What do you want to do with it? That's your question. That is a question you have to answer. The talent that God has given to you what, do you, what are you going to do with it? The abilities that God has given to you, what are you going to do with it? Because a day will come when God, when you will give account of it. Just as that master was going away and gave talent to his chief, to his servants. After a long time, the Bible says, after what? After a long time, he came back and said, come and give account of your stewardship. Come and give account of your talents I gave to you. the same way it will be for you. Remember, we said at the beginning, your life has what? Your life is what? A process. It has a beginning and it has an end. At the end of your life, you will have to give account of what you use the talent and the gift that God has given to you. Whether you use it to serve the kingdom, whether you use it to help people or use it to destroy people. That will be your answer on the last day. On the last day, on the last day, only true believer shall be raptured. It's a song. On the last day, on the last day, only true believer shall be the same in the same way on the last day everyone shall give account of himself question is what account will you give be on your feet on the last day what account will you give everybody be on your feet on the last day what account will you give concern the gift that god has given to you the talent that he gave to you god is not a waster god is a builder he has given you talent given you abilities. Giving you everything that you need to survive and to succeed. What are you doing with it? If you don't do something with God, with what God has given to you, something will do you. If you don't put your talent to use, you are committing sin. Praise God. If you're not putting your talent to use, you are committing sin. I want to open your mouth. This one said, Lord, help me. It says, give. Give. Differ according to grace. We can ask God for grace. Grace to put the talent that is in your life into you. Say, Lord, grant me grace. Grace is God's supernatural ability to do what we cannot do by ourselves. Lord, grant us grace. Grace that will make it possible for us to put our, our gifts and our talent, the one you have given unto us, to put them to use. And also the wisdom and the discipline to go for training the discipline, to go for skills acquisition that will enable us to put our talents and our gifts into use and to make it possible for us to help people to the glory and praise of your holy name. Thank you, Father, for in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Let me hear loud ladies. Amen. amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God.